I'm back, I'm back, I'm back again. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me in this episode. I am truly grateful. So before we get started, I have two announcements. The first one is from today and what I am going to be reading two episodes um, for each podcast. And this is because I found out that we can combine it since they weren't as long. And also the book is about 55 chapters. So I want us to get done early enough so we can probably read another book or have some interesting conversations. The second announcement is I don't want you guys to just listen to me alone. So I, I invited some of my friends. So you guys would be hearing them read some episodes. So stay tuned for that. Um, But for today, we are going to be reading the book of Leviticus and Numbers. So I'll give you guys a mini background story, okay? So I want you guys to think about a movie you have watched or a story that you have heard about where someone had to die for something they didn't do because they had to. And I particularly saw this Indian movie, and it was so sad, where this guy had to die for something he didn't commit. And it was so sad. I almost cried, y'all. But this is something that goes on in today's world where they have to find a substitute. Like they have to find someone to blame. They have to find someone to put something on. And it's all about like finding a substitute. So um, back in the day, they had a substitute to forgive them of their sins. Um, They would kill like bulls and calves and some other animals, right? And he would go up to God as a sweet smelling savor. And that's how they know that the sacrifice was accepted. And if it didn't go up to God <laughs> as a sweet smelling savor, then it wasn't accepted. But um even though they did that, that wasn't enough because that wasn't what was required. What was required was Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And that's why Jesus had to steal that. But like, that was like partial credit <laughs> or like a partial payment that could do or that could be a, a substitute until Jesus actually came and did the full work and completed the work. Think about like a credit card, like we spend and buy. Like many of you have different credit cards accounts. I do, and it sucks when you have to pay back. It is so annoying where, like, you spend, like, a huge sum of money and you just, like, got your paycheck and all your money is going into paying your credit card. Like, because that money was never yours. And when you pay it off, then you can truly say, I am debt-free. So that's pretty much, like, how it is, like, when Jesus actually died for us, then we could say this, I am sin free because Jesus took my sins. This leads us into the book of Numbers. So the children of Israel, these people were complaining, they were murmuring all the time, God, we need food, we need water. 
And God provided for them and they will complain again. God, why did you take us out of Egypt? Why are you even doing this to us? It is so hard. Like, do it. Always finding something to complain about. And they had done this for so long. So eventually, at this point in time, they get punished for it, right? That sense is separate in anyone that is separate beats would die. <laughs> so as these people saw that like people were actually dying, they got scared and they went to Moses and was like, We have done something that is bad. Like, would you please ask God <laughs> like to forgive us? Like, what do we do? So Moses went to God and God like instructed Moses to make a bronze snake and put it on a pole and anyone who looked at it would leave. Do you see this? Like God is so good and loving that, that despite all their years of complaining, he forgave them. Like he told them what to do to get back redemption, to get back that salvation that they needed and to even deliver them from death. So as many as look upon this, they live. Isn't that a beautiful picture of like this memory verse that we all recite every time for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him could not die but have everlasting life. Do you see this? Like, do you see how this play out? Guys, Jesus is in every single book of the Bible. This was a representation of Jesus. And I kid you or not, like everyone that looked at that rod, they lived. They lived. Not because of what they did, not because of anything, but because they looked. And Sometimes it's the things that are very easy and simple that doesn't make sense to us. But that's all it requires. Guys, I'm, I'm preaching in here. But anyways, let's get started. I really want you guys to see something as I read. So guys, stay tuned and let's read Leviticus. Finding Jesus in Leviticus. He is our sweet-smelling aroma, and the priest shall burn all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Leviticus 1 verse 9. Leviticus, it is one of those Old Testament books that we tend to quickly scheme over when reading through the Bible. It can appear monotonous with its detailed minutia of all that was involved in the sacrificial system of burnt offerings and Jewish worship. Yet, rising from these pages is the sweet-smelling aroma of Christ himself. Leviticus provides us a most vivid foreshadowing of Christ's work of atonement and is the foundational offering in the Torah to understanding Christ's own sacrifice for us. All the multiplied thousands of animal sacrifices in the Old Testament never took away a single sin. The writer of Hebrews is crystal clear about this, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats would take away sin. 
Hebrews 10 verse 4. The Sabbath to simply cover sins until Christ came, the perfect sacrifice to take away all the sins of the world. We illustrate this truth. Every time we use a credit card to make a purchase, when our card is processed at the checkout counter, it is a promise to pay later when the bill from the credit card company arrives in our inbox or address. The card serves to cover the purchase until the final payment is made. Such were all the Old Testament sacrifices. Covered sins until the final payment to remove all sin would be paid on a hill called Golgotha, outside the city walls of Jerusalem. From each of the sacrifices arose an aroma that was pleasing to God. Leviticus 1 verse 9 The psalmist got a glimpse beyond these shadows when the pre-incarnate Christ spoke through him, saying, Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book that is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. Psalms 40 verse 68 Jesus came to do the Father's will. And that obedience took him to his own place of execution where he became the final sacrifice for sin. For century upon century, the Jews transversed the known world and made their annual pilgrimages to Jerusalem to offer their sacrifices on the altar of the temple. The reason this ritual has vanished for the past 2,000 years is no secret. There has not been a Jewish animal sacrifice on Mount Moriah in Jerusalem in all this time because 2,000 years ago, all the prophecies of those sacrifices were fulfilled in Christ when he became the final and complete sacrifice for the sins of the world. And to tie the bow on it all, Paul said of Christ that he loved us and gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Ephesians 5 verse 2 But this sweet-smelling aroma does not end with Christ. Today, we, we who have placed our trust in Christ and know the forgiveness of sin are the fragrance of Christ among those who have been saved. The aroma of life leading to life. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 15 to 16. Think of it. You are a sweet smelling aroma to God and a blessing to others. Certain smell have a message all their own. Freshly cut grass. Freshly cut grass. Suntan oil. And hamburger grilling outside. Speak of summer and it hits. The smell of cinnamon, evergreens, and baked cookies bring Christmas to mind. And the fragrance of Christ, transmitted by a believer in love with him, lifts up a sweet-smelling aroma of worship that is well-pleasing to God.
Paul was alluding to this very truth when he wrote to the Philippians saying, Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, the sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. Philippians 4 verse 18. Yes, you are the fragrance of Christ. This is our calling as believers to give the world the fragrance of Christ when they are in our very presence. It was to this end that Paul admonished the Ephesians and us saying, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Ephesians 5 verse 1-2 As we continue through the book on our journey of finding Jesus in every book, pause here for a moment in Leviticus and inhale a deep breath. The question is not, can you see it? But can you smell it? The sweet fragrance of Christ and the priest shall burn all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Leviticus 1 verse 9. Jesus is in every book of the Bible. Wow, that was a great reading. Oh my goodness. The part that hit me the most was when it was talking about there is a smell of cinnamon, like a smell, and how a sweet-smelling aroma does not end with Jesus, but we are the fragrance as well. This brought, like, memories into how I bought some candles from Bath & Body Works, and I would, like, smell all of them and just pick one. Imagine I buy the Champagne Toast. And I bring it to my room. What do you expect my room to smell of? But the smell is not coming from my room. It is coming from the candle in my room. That's exactly how we are supposed to smell. We are supposed to smell of Jesus. And the Bible describes that he has a sweet smelling aroma. So because we have Jesus in our lives, we should have a sweet-smelling aroma because Jesus is present with us. Isn't that good? That is good. I want to smell like Jesus. Anyways, guys, let's get started into chapter 4. Finding Jesus in Numbers. He is the bronze serpent on Moses' pole. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be that everyone who is beaten, when he looks at it, shall leave. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was. If a serpent had beaten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Numbers 21, 8-9 If we ever memorized a verse of scripture, most likely it was John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him could not perish but have everlasting life. It is the one verse most often heard 
in the simplicity and beauty of a little child's voice, proudly reciting their first verse from memory. This is the one verse that has been spoken by many other saints as they were breathing their final breath and whispering these words through dying lips. It finds itself in scripture, directly on the heels of Jesus' words. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Verse 14 to 15. One of the clues to understanding the Bible is to realize that Jesus is in every book of the Bible. He may be there in shadow, he may be there in prophecy, or he may be there as in numbers in. Numbers 21 presents one of the most beautiful types of pictures of our Lord on the cross found in the entire Bible. His own reference to this experience during the wilderness wandering adds credence to the message of the gospel. The children of Israel, having emerged safely on the other side of the Red Sea, then faced a 40-year period of wandering in the wilderness. God led them with a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Exodus 13, verse 21. And by God's provision, they were fed each day with a bread-like substance called manna that sustained them and nourished them along the way. Exodus 16, verse 4. But this was not enough for them. They began to gripe and complain to Moses. They didn't like the way they were being led, and they didn't like the way they were being fed. God is holy, and the same Bible that says He is a God of love reveals He is also a God of justice who judges the rebellion of those He calls His own. So the people sent fiery serpents among the people. And they beat the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Numbers 21 verse 6. These bites were fiery and painful. Their venom turned their victims, every nerve, into a burning fever. And the bites were fatal. Many died on the spot. In panic and fear, the people admitted their sin and called on Moses to ask God to take away the serpents. God's remedy was to put a bronze serpent and put it on a pole, and then he promised that everyone who is beaten, when he looks at it, shall leave. Verse 8. God did not eradicate the serpent any more than he eradicates sin in our own lives. He did something much more incredible and sufficient. He put his own son on the cross. Why a serpent of brown? Why a serpent of bronze? The serpent is a picture of sin in the Bible. When Christ hung on his cross, he took all the sin of the world in his own body. Brass is a symbol of judgment. In Revelation, we read of Jesus with feet of brass going forth in judgment, 1 verse 15. Here is a beautiful picture of God's judgment for man's sin. 
Christ on the cross. No wonder Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. God's remedy for us is absolute. Moses didn't say, here is one way. But if you don't want to look at the serpent on the pole, then try some lineament. But if you don't want to look at the serpent on the pole, then try some liniment or some ointment. No, there was only one remedy for sin, for the Israelites, and only one remedy for us. Look and live. This remedy never failed. Everyone who looked was healed. God's remedy was easy. Look and live. They didn't have to work for their cure, pay for their cure, or earn their cure through their own good works. They didn't have to be erudite. They didn't have to be erudite or educated or experienced. The cure was so simple a little child could receive it. Just look and live. And one other thing, they had to look for themselves. No one could look for another. There is no clearer there is no clearer picture of the way of salvation in all the Bible than in the beautiful picture of Christ in Numbers, a bronze serpent on a pole. Jesus still says, Look at me and leave. Anyone can look, you can look, I can look. You don't need to have social standing or political power to look. It does not require an educational pedigree. It doesn't demand moral excellence. The vilest sinner can look to Jesus and live. To look to Jesus in faith seems so simple, yet it is all God requires. Jesus shows up in the book of Numbers to remind us of the sacrifice on the cross for you and me. Yes, Jesus, yes, just as Moses lifted up the serpents in the wilderness, so was the Son of God, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, lifted up on a Roman cross. And the good news is, everyone who looks to him lives and lives forever. Guys, guys, I am super, 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 super excited. Like, this was a good reading. I'm not going to lie. Like, finding Jesus in Deuteronomy, like, who knew that? The serpent and the brass was connected to Jesus dying. Actually, I found this not too long ago, but it is such a beautiful finding. And this just shows us that it is simpler than it looks. Just look and leave. Like, that's all. Just believe in Jesus and leave. Like, it's something anybody can do. Just look and leave. It is only a remedy. It's not complicated at all. Just look and live. Maybe when you go out today for all your friends that you've been trying to tell about Jesus, keep it simple to them. When they complain to you, when you're like, I want to know more about this God who, or like, how do I even get saved? Just inform them. Just look and live. It is that simple. And then they'll start to ask you more questions. 
then you can explain to them how easy and simple it is to start a journey forgiving of your sins. Because that is the only remedy. Again, everyone that did not look at the serpent, we already saw. I want you guys to actually go back to the book of Numbers and read this book. Everyone that did not look, they died. They died. So we can see what happened back in the day. They died. And I hope we find this amazing and we learn from their mistakes that it is actually simple than it looks. Just look and live. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Come back again. Bye.